this is Wicked Spursy. Mike, Steve, and Dave. Steve, how you doing? Well, Dave, <laughs> have you ever been kicked in the nuts before? Because <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at uh, this have. week. Yep. Um, and, you know, the worst part about it, and we're definitely going to get into greater detail here, is I think we all saw it coming. We all knew it was going to happen. We all saw that guy winding up his leg, getting ready for the good old crotch shot. That's what she said. Oh, yeah. Nope. And it happened anyway. <laughs> so I am very much looking for our, uh, looking forward to our little talk therapy here. All right. Fair enough. Mikey, how are you doing? We should, uh, we should change our uh, intro music to like talk therapy with Steve, Dave, and Mike. There that's, you go. That's, you have that's the a very like '80s sitcom sort of vibe yeah, yeah, yeah. you just put out there. I, I, yeah, I like yeah. That. See, that's yeah. that's how that's how it's going to work from here on out. Um, the best part was the with Steve, Dave, and Mike. Just, <laughs> it had me excited. I, I'm I'm glad it did. Uh, <laughs> good weekend, I, I guess. Uh, didn't really do anything uh, spectacular. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I threw my back out. <laughs> yeah. Um, haven't haven't hurt my back in a couple of years. Um, at least I don't remember hurting my back in the last couple of years, but. Um, I was all excited. Um, on Saturday, I went down, brought my truck down to the store because I was going to sell it to somebody from Facebook Marketplace. Uh, they ended up not buying it from me, um, because of one reason or another. That is, a, it's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so was that uh, but as, I, as I was like loading all the stuff in, because just in case he bought it, I was loading like. I had like extra wheels and tires and an extra extra exhaust and all this shit that went with it. I tweaked my back and I was like, fuck. Well, instead of going and resting it, like I should have before I went to meet this guy, you know what I did? I I continued to do outdoor work. Yeah. You thought I'll keep it moving, get it limbered up that whole thing. That's 100%. I was like, I'll just keep this fucking thing greased up. It will be good. I kept the penny, right? (laughs) I took the, I took the Christmas lights down finally, you know, I did all that. (laughs) You Uh, know, you ain't ain't 25 anymore, Mike, you know, you know, it was coming. You just, yeah. 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 There's no bounce back from that shit. No. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so anyway, ended up like a couple hours later, uh, selling it to another person. You did sell it. So I got rid of it. Finally, I feel bad. I feel terrible about it because it's not an inspectable truck. I mean, but the dude did give me 2,500 for it. Fine. Fine enough. Um, He's going to fix it up and do his own thing. So it's out of my hands now. Sold to him as is. No give backs. Um, And then, uh, you know, the the rest of the weekend was fine. I just took it easy and then uh, watched a shitty football game on Monday. Uh, my son stayed home from school. He was actually sick. Uh, and I know he's sick because he did not, did not want to uh, stay home. So he hates to stay home from school. He loves school. But um, yeah, so we stayed home and we did what, what 
a good dad would do for his kid, which is uh, show him the joys of the movie, The Princess Bride. Absolutely. And, you know, it's great because it's about a boy who's homesick from school and his grandpa comes over and reads to him. And yeah, The, the Princess Bride. And uh, then we watched uh, some natural Ge- National Geographic thing on Pompeii that he's like all of a sudden into. Uh, and then he fell asleep for fucking four hours. So, yep. And woke up, woke up to me yelling at the television. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Ryan Mason, you too were yelling. <laughs> Why didn't they give me the job? <laughs> I, I could have drawn with Everton as well, right? <laughs> yeah, but at least drawed. he would have done sorry. different. And he's got better. He's got better hair, though. True. Very. Very. He does. True. Yeah. 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 So, uh, how's the back feeling, Mike? You recovered? Um, dude, I've been putting a little tens device on it. You know, oh, yeah. every every bit, a little bit, and uh, putting the heating pad on it. Uh, I did not realize at one point that the heating pad was on my skin, and I got a burn. Nice. That means it's working. When you can feel it, you know it's working. That's when you feel it. It's warm enough. Yeah. But I know today I got out. Uh, it's a beautiful day out here. It's uh, 50, 55 degrees sunny. Uh, said I'm going to tune up the old lawnmower. Um, took the cover off the lawnmower. Turned it on. Started right up. Oh, yeah. After sitting there all winter out, outdoors. Very nice. Yeah. Ex- exciting clean, things. Clean the grill. You know, I mean, life is good, man. That's good. Life was good until we started talking about a football game. So uh, where do we want to go, Steve? You, you want to get started with talking about the football? Does he ever? Oh God! I mean, <laughs> what is there to say? We it, actually, it was... before you do, can we can we just give background context to to the listeners? We we have a, a shared chat on WhatsApp that we communicate often, pretty much daily. We talk about talk about something, and uh, usually post game, the three of us start throwing all kinds of stupid takes out. And then we get frustrated because we burned up all of our takes on the, on the chat and we forget them by the time we get to the podcast. So today we saw a deliberate attempt by your wicked Spursy crew to not burn up all their good takes and, and save them for the pod. So, so listeners, we, we might have some really special stuff for you. So Steve, there's the groundwork for you to just start laying it on us. You know, you could have just let them think that I was going to deliver the same old bullshit that, really is is kind of like bottom of the barrel type material but no you had to set it up like i was going to deliver this you know fantastical uh analysis of what happened but i mean what is there to say it was it was conte light you know the the <laughs> only thing that, that that's one beer to- i would never drink <laughs> it's you know it's funny you mention that because the only Italian thing that came to my awful. mind you know, there was an episode of The Simpsons way back when where um, they outlawed alcohol, right? And the, the Duff Beer Factory was like, it's okay, we're going to roll out our alcohol-free Duff Zero and it'll sell better than ever. <laughs> and 15 minutes later, he's putting up the closed sign on the brewery. <laughs> That's kind of what that game was like to me. It was like, don't worry, you know, we got Conte out of there and this new Stellini is going to be even better than what we got with Conte and it wasn't it was just an abstract failure it was awful I mean I I don't (laughs) understand the logic 
around, you know, for two weeks now, two weeks, we were talking about how Conte was lambasting the players, how there's some validity to it, how, you know, the system wasn't working. Like there were so many different things going wrong. Conte was removed and Stellini did nothing. He did nothing to change it except putting Hugo in for Fraser Forster, which just seemed like, yeah, I get he's the captain and, and sort of deserves it, I guess. But like Forster was doing a really fucking decent job um, standing in there. And, and with that being the only change, that in and of itself was baffling, considering the tactic they used was let's play it out the back and use Hugo as a way to distribute the ball, knowing full well that that is his worst quality. I just, I, I cannot wrap my head around it. Like at this point, I would have preferred they let Stellini go too and just kept Mason on. At least we would have gone back to like a, you know, a, a four, two, three, one system or something, you know, something different, any kind of a change. But the nail in the coffin for me, the straw that broke the camel's back after one game was subbing on Lucas fucking Mora again. I told you guys in our chat before the game even started that Stellini, if he subs on Lucas Mora, I will 100% be Stellini out. And here we are. I want this dude gone just as much as I wanted Conte gone at this point. Steve's new name is hashtag Stellini out. So it sure is. On, On a positive note, we cannot see Lucas for the next couple of games. So there is some silver lining here. Will Dan Juma actually get a chance to play? Probably no. not. No. <laughs> because fuck him for some reason. Uh, right. But at least we cannot put Lucas into a game again because he's bad. He is unable to play for the next, what, three games? So silver lining, you know, we got something positive out of that drab Everton draw. You know what, Steve, you know what it reminds me of? You talk about um, Conte Light. Um, and I don't know, I mean, obviously, Steve, I know you grew up in New Jersey and, and Mike, you grew up in, in Rutland. So I don't know what the uh, the fast food environment was like in both of the places where you guys grew up. But when I was we a had, little we kid. We had two McDonald's in our, st- in our city and it was a city. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, less than 30,000 people in our so, city. So I'm going to throw this out. When you were kids, did, was was Arby's somewhere that you ever got to go? Arby's yes. roast beef, yeah. right? Yes. So for me, I mean, as an Early adult. Fries. I, oh, yeah. As an adult, I could say Arby's probably not, you know, like the most awesome restaurant. But as a kid, I loved Arby's. Arby's was good. Like you give me one of those, you get like five of those roast beef sandwiches. And if you got really lucky, you get like a beef and cheddar or something like that. And that was, that was golden, right? With the horsey sauce. Bingo. The horsey sauce, very, very good. <laughs> but there was this other restaurant when I was a little kid, um, lived in the state of Indiana. And there was this like dorky little brother of Arby's that was called Rax. Did you guys ever come across a restaurant called Rax? R-A-X. It sounds R-A-X. like a strip club. <laughs> yeah, no. R-A-X. I'm thinking Hooters right now. It, it would have been better being a strip club, but I was like six. So, you know, but Rax was like Arby's like... Poor imitation brother that just couldn't pull it off. They had a salad bar that was pretty appealing because it was the 80s and like that was a thing. But generally speaking, it was just a really weak substitution for something that probably wasn't the best restaurant in the world anyway. And that's what I think we saw with uh, Stellini Ball. And and that's why Steve is Stellini out. So just want to reinforce that. 
Stellini looks like a guy who would go to a strip club in the or middle of the fu- in the middle of the fucking day for the salad bar. Auto white salad bar. Yeah, he could be watching yeah. Champions League, but instead he's going to you know the the midday special at Rax. <laughs> at Rax. At Rax. R A X. Not think, CKS. Do you think? Do you think that he's like? Do you think that like Stellini is? right now like calling Conte and going uh so uh where what are we next? gonna go next and he's like, <laughs> Conte's right. like Absolutely. oh no oh no you stayed <laughs> he's like let's go to spain what do you say let's you go can, to spain. you can find a job in the chinese league nice mike uh what'd you think man listen man th- this game was all sorts of a hot mess wasn't it Agreed. like holy shit like for the first 20 30 minutes i'm like okay this isn't terrible you know maybe the, you know actually for the first five minutes i was like oh shit they're on their horse and then like everything fucking slowed down uh it, what steve was talking about with you know for some reason allowing hugo to play out of the back uh to, to actually touch the football and, and 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 kick it to one side or the other this is a complaint that i had with my kids team at a turn at the tournament a couple of weeks ago, why do they keep playing it to the left and right center back when they know that they're going to get pressed Dude. constantly? How is Everton pressing us? Everton is pressing us with zero striker and 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 no wings, no wingers. The worst was when Hugo passed it right to Romero. Like three yards away from him, with three Romero dudes on him, two, yeah. And Romero, being the absolute sociopath that he is, turns and still manages to to get a pass away. But it's like, what the fuck? So my 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 thing is like, I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm, I'm watching this, going, oh my god, this is going to get worse and worse and worse, you know. And it did, you know. Uh, we got we got we got kind of, well, not re- we didn't really get lucky. Perisic is a mess on defense. He's great going forward. Uh, he was doing a lot of, he was doing a lot of things going forward. I mean, actually he was actually pretty good on the ball. Um, he, he saved that ball. He saved that ball to Romero for Romero to draw a car or to draw a penalty. Yep. Draw a penalty. I mean, that was fun to watch. Um, you knew that Harry Kane was going to, was going to make Pickford look stupid. Um, Pickford made himself look stupid in the, in the whole lead up to it trying to, trying to get in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Pick the, the other thing is that Pickford wasn't good either distributing the ball. Um, so he was, he was awful. There's no way in hell that we should have lost this team. Um, we can't, let's address this thing with Harry Kane. Um, it, it's, it's really bothersome to me. That and I, I understand that Harry Kane is Harry Kane, and he's never won a trophy. And people hate Spurs for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but I don't know about you. But if I got like pie faced and I got a giant finger in one eye, and then another giant finger in another eye, and the rest of the palm in my giant fucking nose. I would fucking, I would go down to not, not to say that like Harry Kane's probably way tougher than me, but 
any footballer in the world goes down there because you're trying you're trying to draw attention to it i get that but it is a red card i don't understand sean dyche is like yelling i mean harry kane deserved a yellow there a hundred percent deserved that yellow yeah 100 and it and it you know it was him being a little bit too aggressive um but he was out there trying to actually work uh but for me straight red card no questions asked you don't put your hands on anybody's face it, you know? yes but can i say this mike and this i'm this is blasphemy what i'm about to say there was a flopper quality to it like there was a delay there was a pause after the impact which happened but then like then he goes but down he, and i could see why somebody would be upset about it like did did you really have to do that? But, well, I think that I, I think that Harry Kane. I think that Harry Kane saw that the referee didn't make an immediate like go for it, and then he said, "Okay, I have to fucking do something. Draw so attention. Let's draw attention to this." So he he Richarlison's it. You know that's what he did. It wasn't as that. bad as a Richarlison. <laughs> you see that all over the league, though. Unless the player always. goes down, the and refs it's, just don't want to do anything about and it. And it's usually a South American player, but because it's Harry Kane, it's amplified, right? He's England's captain. Oh, England's captain shouldn't be doing that. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, let's blame the victim. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Harry Kane's face should never have been near his hand as it so, was thrust out in front. So for me, straight red card. End of story. The 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 rest of the game was was just shit. Instead of putting on, <laughs> instead of putting on an attacking player at that very moment maybe switching our tactics, put four in the back, you know, uh, and, and just go for it, you know, put on, put on an attacker. That's not Lucas fucking Mora. Um, that, that game's been played. We know how it ends, right? It always ends with Lucas doing something stupid, which is either dribbling directly into a man or getting some sort of card. Uh, and this time he got a sending off because he's, he's a fucking chihuahua. He's just too excitable, too excited, and he goes hard way late into a tackle and and has an issue with it. But the, what what was really happening in that game, and we really miss Bentinger. I'm gonna say that right now. We really miss Bentinger. Uh what was happening in that game was like there were no midfielders in the midfield. None. They yeah, were Harry playing Kane was in the midfield. Yes. Yeah, Harry Kane was in the midfield. He was the only one there. Where's Hoiberg? Hoiberg's, I'll give it to you, Barty. Hoiberg was standing in his fucking cement shoes, pointing at somebody else to do his job for him. And Skippy, I don't know what planet he was on yesterday, but they're all out wide. And there was nobody to pass to in the middle. Who the fuck is Romero supposed to pass to when he surprisingly gets a ball passed to him by by a keeper who hasn't played in fucking a month or Wait, Was more. that Romero who made that forward pass and then he was like jogging to like, you know, continue his run, saw nobody was going for the pass and tried to catch up to it before yes. the uh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then the entire game was like that. Like, instead of attacking, we sat back on defense. We put Davinson Sanchez in, who's not good on the ball anyway, and we put him in on the left side. Yeah, his worst position. <laughs> That's true. The very, very true. You know who can play that side and has played that side? Who was on the bench? Jaffa Tanganga. Who's he? 
I forgot yeah. about him. Yeah, if you wanted to put somebody in, um, like you could have put Jaffa in. Um, we had Dan Juma sitting on the bench. Uh, could have put him on as an extra attacker. Uh, like Steve said, I don't know what he's done. What has he done to piss somebody off except score a goal in his, in his debut? Yeah. You know, because he's being aggressive and he gets to a rebound. Uh, it, it's the whole thing is really just fucking weird to me. And I don't understand what's going on outside. You know, we thought that Conte was calling all the shots when Stellini was coaching and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't look that way to me now. I think we'd made the wrong move by, by appointing Stellini. I thought he was going to be able to see the season, see the season out, keep us at at least a European position, but I don't see more than seven points coming out of the rest of the season. The whole game was weird and it was the players were giving up. There, there were, there were points where Decky and Poro were working really well. together. Pedro Poro is a fucking gamer. He is a gamer. Um, and Decky was working hard with him, but he would get the ball in positions where he's got two or three guys on him and no one to fucking pass to because no one's showing to him. Right. He, he gets stuck in a corner. He can't get those nice crosses in off his left side. Like he does off his left foot. Like he does, uh, you know, Pedro Poro can only do so much. He played Pedro Poro played better defense than any of our center backs yesterday. It, the whole game was just odd to watch. And I saw a bunch of players who have given up. So, Here's here's something that I find interesting. So on uh, the Spurs Reddit, they do a post-match uh, survey to you know pick player ratings. And out of 339 responses, we had four players who got over a four out of 10. All right. Well, Harry, Harry Kane was good. There were the four players, Harry Kane, Kulisevsky, Pedro Porro, Christian Romero. I don't think Christian Romero was that great, but he was the best of the three. So that, but what's fascinating to me is if you look at the way they've lined up, it's the entire right side. The right side is the only one that looked like it was working. Everybody else was just trash. And it's not even saying that, that the right side was great or good. They were just the best of the rest. The team has given up and the coaches gave it. You know what? I'm, I'm, gonna go ahead and blame it on the coaches because straight off the tip dude think about this man like you got a guy in Forrester who has actually been pretty good for all the shit that I've given him um I just like to make fun of him for a little bit he goes because he's a giant but um for all the shit that we've given him and I've given him like he's been really good and to put a guy in there who's bad on the ball who knows that they're playing when you know they're playing a team that has nothing to lose, right? They're in relegation position, so they're going to fucking go after it. A team that's going to be well prepared and well drilled, like Sean Dyche's teams always are, you know, a, a manager who's going to fire up his team to get themselves out of relegation. And that's not a good team there. They have no striker, they literally have no attackers. And you know, Damari Gray is is a is a right wing, and he's and he's the only guy that's a, that was attacking on that team. Um, outside of like every once in a while, you'd see a Wobi pop up, or you know, Keen shoots from fucking midfield and scores. 
uh, there's there's another issue with Hugo. I'm sick and tired of Hugo not being prepared for shot for shots outside the box when the the whole system is built. The whole defensive system is built around making them making teams play and and take that low percentage shot that low xg shot the entire defense is built around that and i'm sick and tired of hugo not fucking moving he is you know i'm gonna hold on i'm changing my name oh boy yeah i'm I'm not having any fun guys are you guys having any fun right now this sucks so no but it's I mean, it's Spurs. <laughs> you go out, love it. No, so there is one thing in, in all I, caps. I, Mike going with the all caps too. We ain't gotta. I want to make shot. sure that we talk about this post that went out on social media because I'm curious what your thoughts are. It was from Pedro Porro, uh, where he writes, "There are nine finals left, and we have to give our best." You want here's what I think. I like. I like the energy. It's kind of a. Um, oh, who's the well, why, why have I lost track of who this this kid was? Our left back from Spain that was Sergio Regulon. Regulon. Yeah, it's it's kind of Regulon kind of energy. I like that. Um, you could say they're both Spanish and make a generalization, but I'm not going there. But here's my problem: even though I like the energy, I know it's bullshit because the rest of his team doesn't feel that way. <laughs> like he might that's feel exactly that way, it. but the rest of those guys, are like, yeah, summer's coming up. Yeah, but that's it. There's there's probably four or five people who, you know, they they put the shirt on. And they show on the field that they're actually trying to do something to really impact the game for better or worse. You know, it doesn't always come off and sometimes it it puts them in trouble. But you I cannot say (laughs) that every single person that starts for Spurs right now gives a shit to that level. Pedro Porro is easily one of those people who goes out there and he tries his fucking hardest, whether it works or not. He is out there giving it his all, and that I like to see. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. That dude, that dude, like, he wants to be here. So when when I go in and I take the broom and I sweep up the place, he's one of the guys who's staying there. I like that. Yeah, I think Kulisowski's got to stay. I think that Bendiker's got to stay. I think that. A lot of these young guys gonna stay. I would even take a flyer on Danjuma um, and try and get him to stay, but I don't think he's staying. I, I, that, that I, dude, why that, would he? <laughs> that dude deserves better, and he deserves more. He deserves a fucking chance, you know. Uh, Mike, you you know what else is deserved? What our listeners deserve to know. Hey, Mike, <laughs> what you drinking? <laughs> Now there's a pleasant segue. That was Dave, beautiful, wasn't it? Dave I, I wanted I, to lighten some shit up. I want to, yeah. I, I'm, it's like you guys are I'm far too fucking man. depressing. We're gonna yeah. lose our our listeners. I had a long day at work. Oh, and no, I'm thinking no, about getting them. back to work. You know, it's like, damn, man, this is brutal. Uh, it, it's brutal, but it's gonna get fun. Lighten me up, Mikey. What do we All got? Right. What what are we doing tonight? From well, Dave, Bloom too. Well, Dave, uh, today, take it out of my. I, remember these guys? Remember when they were fun? Oh, these arms around each other. Yeah, they could still great. be fun. They still could, yeah. If That's... only the system wasn't bullshit. <laughs> racks. Fucking racks. <laughs> you know what? When, when Dave finally one day takes us to, to, to Chicago, I almost said Cleveland. 
When he takes to Chicago, we're going to racks. We're going to go to racks. I don't know if they exist anymore. With, a, with a, a handful, a I'm going to go in there with a handful of $1 bills and get a fucking roast beef sandwich. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Give me Just 12 sandwiches. Sweaty. You pull it out of your sock. Um, so tonight um, I went down to the bevy today and I said, I'm going to look for some new beers. Uh, I was hit in the face with this beer here. Uh, it's, Literally. A brewery. it's a brewery that I've heard of. Uh, it's called Siren. I like right. it is one of the breweries um that there are in the world um <laughs> wow i uh, praise it's it's uh it's in england it's Ooh, a the, really cool can i'm digging it, the, it is a, I, yeah i'm digging that cool. all black vibe the black oh top. dude and it's yeah it's cool. it's got some like i don't know it's got it's got a nice some texture to the to the label it's really cool is it siren is in like the uh the mythological creatures that lure sailors to their death or is siren like yeah hey, the, the sirens siren. going off the siren call yes okay got it um so it this is a it's a it's a bitter it's an english style best bitter um they're this usually go really well or really badly i'm predicting this steve <laughs> one of the two i've heard of this brewery so i just i, I wanted to, to try it i saw it and i said God damn it! Still no English, New England style IPAs, but um, we had to get away from the IPAs. Uh, people, this has got to be getting stale. Probably like this beer might be. Um, <laughs> it's a three point eight percent alcohol. So that's it, that's a beer. Yeah, well, you know, I figure that's what you would give children if children could drink. A table, a table beer, or you would have it with breakfast. Ready. Breaking? What about second yeah. breakfast? Uh, we're not hobbits. I have feet like a hobbit, but we're not hobbits. Uh, <laughs> now he's holding the can upside down. Yeah, because it says instructions. It says this way up. <laughs> this way up. Or hard, hard or fast. fast. So I'm going to do this. I'm putting it in my uh, my giant Vermont pint glass, which is uh, still even small for an English pint. For some reason, they still put it in a 16-ounce can. Even though English pints are 20 ounces or whatever they are. Oh, shit. That's like nitro. I'm going to pour it hard and fast like they tell me. Look it, it, is copper and, it is copper in color like a bitter should be. Should be kind of light to medium bodied. Oh, wow. This looks fucking awesome. All I see is about a well, whole handful of head there. <laughs> yeah, because it has the, the waterfalls thing. That It's a big head. <laughs> that's what she said oi hey <laughs> paper no um like eric dyer yeah you know what that's <laughs> you know what's funny you know what's funny lucas uh we're watching the game and uh lucas he doesn't often react right and at one point he goes oh and and uh it was that shot that accidentally went off dyer's head <laughs> And Lucas and Amy, Amy comes. Amy comes out into the living room and goes, "What's going on? What happened?" And Lucas goes, "Lucas goes, Eric Dyer got his big head in the way." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's that's what you're gonna say when we uh, when we inevitably sign Harry Maguire next year." <laughs> ugh, ugh, shoot so uh, yeah, bitter beer, um, the English style bitter. It's like an ESB, but this is a, called a best bitter for some reason. It smells. It smells really good. It's a malty. It's a little malty. They're like light to medium bodied, copper colored usually. Um, 
Red Hook Brewery. Mm-hmm. It used to be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Made a fucking really good ESB. This is not an extra special bitter. This is a best bitter. Wasn't Red Hook one of the early uh, gluten-free brewers as well? Or am I dreaming that? No, you're dreaming that. All right. There, there you have it. My dreams. <laughs> Go back to sleep, Dave. Yeah. You're thinking, you're thinking uh, maybe of Red Bridge. Maybe Red Bridge. There you go. Yeah. Where did Red Hook go? This beer smells really fucking good. I'm very excited to drink it right now. So we'll see if it tastes like a handful of pennies. Well, then get to it. Quit your yammering and start the the drinking. Wow. That's interesting. Interesting. Uh, All right. So I'm I'm calibrating off that, Steve. Creamy head. It's not very carbonated. Not a lot of CO2 to, to muck up the taste. Um, yeah, it's all there, man. It's all there for a light on alcohol beer. Um, it tastes really good. Um, it it feels, it doesn't look that way, but it feels like when you're drinking, it feels like a, a light beer tastes. Mm. Like, you know, like you have a hard day at work, you come home, like I gotta, I need a fucking beer. You reach into the fridge, you get a fucking American light beer. You pop that fucker and you just pound it. You could pound these goddamn things. Not at the price that I pay because of the goddamn importing taxes and shit, but you could pound these things all day long. A 3.8% alcohol, you're looking at a Bud Light, you know? A Conte light, perhaps? Rex. No, this takes this takes way tastes way better than a Conte light. <laughs> <laughs> Still leaves you a little bitter though, right? Oh, you see, see what I did there, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it does have a little bit of bitter, bitterness from the hops. Um there might be cascade or something in them in it. But um English hops, yeah. Grassy herbal citrus notes. Touch of cascade in the dry hop. Look at that. Wait, are you reading a you reading a review or what are we doing here? No, I'm not reading a review. Do we have a review, Steve? Did you find anything? Research department. Research department. We just yeah, research, research department is on it. We haven't paid them in a few weeks, so I think they're kind of slacking. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Dave was telling us about a payroll woes earlier. <laughs> um, payroll woes. This beer is really fucking interesting. I really like it. I was told beforehand uh, um, from a friend of ours that that Siren is a very good, very good beer. Like the head on this beer is so wildly creamy that it just. Look at that. It just coats the glass. It's holding up too, right? Yeah, it's holding up. Yeah, but it's not it's not ultra fizzy. It's insane, this beer. Steve, you find anything? I did. I did. This person um, has a very different take than Mike. Ooh, oh, great. Please yes. tell me it's a lone freighter. <laughs> no, this was uh, reviewed by Scottney from England. Oh, he's he's got to be an asshole. He writes. I, I'm saying it's a why? he. Because why? Because he's from England? Is that, is that why? His little profile picture is the, you know, universal sign for the male gender. Wow. What a douchebag. Yep. Anyway, so he writes, had it on draft at Siren's Pub slash Restaurant, the Georgian Dragon at Swallowfield. Well kept, but overall a fairly unimpressive bitter. 
I was expecting something with a bit more of a siren twist to it, but disappointingly, it's not very hoppy, not very malty, and simply doesn't stand out from the bunch at all. Sorry to say, but it's just meh. Wow, Mike. Huh. Rebuttal? Rebuttal. Go fuck uh, yourself. <laughs> no, my, my rebuttal is don't Piss yuck. off. Don't yuck my yum. That's my rebuttal. Okay. All right, what's your uh, what's your rating on this bad boy? Uh, I give it a three point four. So close. Stephen was very very close. Steve with three five. I was high three eight. I was I was thinking that you were like still a little drunk from your high rating last week. Was that last <laughs> week where you had like yeah. your one of your favorite beers? Ever? Oh, do that spyglass the the vortex. Yeah, I thought you. Were I just still kinda... can't stop thinking about it after I went to the fridge to get one last night and I didn't have any more. I did have a borealis though, which was uh, also very good. Nice. They make, they make good beers there. Um, I don't. Yeah, this is this is very good to me. It's okay. a very good beer. It's tasty. It's smooth. It's light. Um, it's got everything you want in a beer. How about a song? Do they have a song in it? Um, yeah. Material Girl by Madonna. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. It's, it just makes me. It makes me feel light and happy. Okay. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Like it. All right. Hey, this has been Hey Mike, what you drinking? Uh Mike, I'm sorry. I should have written this down again. Sirens the brewery. What's it called again? Um, it's called Memento. Memento. Like the movie. Modern best bitter. All right. Maybe not like the movie. That fucking movie is creepy. But <laughs> Siren Memento. Thanks. Thanks, Mikey. Well done. That's been Hey Mike, what you drinking? All right, Steve, let's get back to the football. Uh, we look ahead next uh, weekend, playing a team that plays well and is managed well. So what do you think is going to happen? Oh, we're going to get absolutely dominated. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. There's Look, there's no doubt in my mind that at home, where we should have a fan base behind the squad, pushing them forward, we are going to end up with a fan base chanting for Deserby the entire time, trying to convince him to abandon his well-performing, stable team for the chaotic bullshit that is Tottenham Hotspur right now. I, I don't see this game as being one in which the fan support is very high. I think they're going to be quick to anger they're going to be jumping on every single mistake, particularly if we roll out the same 11 that saw the field against Everton. If there are no changes in lineup, in tactics, we go out and we play the same way, that is going to turn into a very hostile environment, much to the detriment of the Spurs team. And Brighton, I think, are going to be well poised to take the points. Mike, how do you feel about that? I agree. Um, you know, this is this is a uh, in 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 different times when Spurs were playing more exciting, more fun to watch football. Uh, you would think this is one of those 50-50 games, right? Uh, with 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 the players that we have still available. Um, I don't like to make excuses because I'm uh, for injuries and that kind of shit, because I'm always like, 
next man up, you know, mentality. If, if you're a professional athlete, you should always have that next man up mentality and being a fan, you should embrace that too. So I'm not going to make any excuses there, but we don't, I mean, the, the lineup kind of picks itself. Um, if I see Hugo Lloris again, I'm going to fucking shut the TV off. <laughs> you will see him again, guaranteed. Um, and if Son doesn't start fucking doing something other than standing there or losing the ball the second that he touches it, I'm going to shut the TV off. And and we may not have, I might not have anything to talk about next week. Um, but, you know, stranger things have happened. We beat Man City for some fucking reason. Um, you know, I think that, I think that we need to, we need to field a different, a different defense. I think we need to, uh, switch up our tactics. And I think I'm hoping that Ryan Mason will actually talk some sense into Stellini instead of just doing the same old shit. Um, but in the end, Brighton's flying high right now, dude. He just won again today. So, I mean, Brighton is Brighton is looking like they're going to get fourth to me. Um, they're, and they they're, deserve it. They, they, they really do. do. They do. Um, they do deserve it. And and honestly, they have the best manager in, in the Premier League right now. They, I think they just do. He's young. He's exciting. He plays exciting football. Um, any Spurs fan who thinks that we have a chance of getting him is out of their fucking mind. Um, why would he want, like, I, I think you just mentioned it. Why would he want to come to the fucking dumpster fire when he's pretty fucking comfortable being where he is right now? So and where will he will go? Save money. He's going to go somewhere. Where, where's he's he going to go? He doesn't need to go somewhere, but I, I know mean, he doesn't need to, but he will like, like play, players want to progress. Managers want to progress. So you're not, you're not going to stay at Brighton for a career. So where's he go? Liverpool. I think I agree. I, that's just throwing that out there. You know, uh, it's funny you Liverpool. mentioned Liverpool. Liverpool just put up another fucking <laughs> garbage performance against Did- a garbage team. <laughs> um, if there's any, any other team in this, in this league that's as shit as Spurs, but doesn't get the credit for being as shit as Spurs. It's Chelsea and Liverpool just drew Chelsea. You know, it's, it's funny to me. I don't know if you guys saw Jurgen Klopp was asked about the uh, recent sackings um, the other day, maybe a day or two ago, pre-match conference. Um and he made some snide comment like, and let me guess, you're wondering how I'm still here when all these other guys have been sacked. You know, something to that effect. And it's like, yeah, you know, he's kind of right. You know, in, in any other club, I think uh, he'd have been put out. Like, you know, we Spurs have sacked Pochettino for a similar string of performances that Klopp's seeing right now. And Liverpool's sticking with him. Right. Whether they benefit from that in the long run, I'm curious to see how that works out. I, I'm curious if if Jurgen Klopp sticks around past the summer into next season, is he capable of turning it around? And and we see that Liverpool team bounce back to the heights that we saw last season, or is he kind of like you know just run his course with them and and needs to move on? I think he's still a brilliant manager. As much as we like to pick on him for his for his whining and crying, I mean Sean Dyche is a fucking baby ass bitch too. But um, um, 
you know, so it doesn't matter whether you're coaching fucking Burnley. I'm sorry, Everton, same thing, um, or Liverpool. Like, Jurgen Klopp was successful because he was given the tools that he needed to make his system work, right? So um, I think that, you know, as much as people want to dig out Fenway Sports Group, um, I do as a Red Sox fan. I dig them out every fucking day for their stupid-ass fucking decisions. We have a baseball team that that scores fucking seven, eight runs a game, but gives up fucking nine, ten runs a game. You know, like, <laughs> we could put together the hitting, but not the pitching. Um, the thing with Liverpool is, like, maybe it has run its course only because um, the ownership group has shifted has shifted their 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 eye you know away from maybe away from the club and maybe towards selling the club so that's why you still have guys there that are old and 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 kind of not doing it anymore you know Mosala is not doing it anymore like he was last year and years in in, in previous years just like Sonny's not doing it now you have Firmino is still fucking there um you know it, 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 you have guys like Andy Robertson and and Trent Alexander Arnold, who are relatively young and still just just not doing it this year. I mean, there's a like a weird aura going around, and it's and it's got nothing to do with Jurgen Klopp. It, it really doesn't. I think he's still a world class manager, and he would ah fuck. I'd take him at Spurs if Liverpool want to drop him. Go out and get fucking Jurgen Klopp. Oh, I'd be talking about his whining just about every week we lose. You you would, but he has fashion. He has fashionable glasses, so he does um, have good glasses. Oh, he he's not wearing glasses this year, is he? He had those 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 clear glasses that one year. Um, but maybe that's what's going on. He needs to go so back to glasses. This is in a Liverpool podcast. I don't know. I don't know how we got on this, but um, just the manager. Oh, the carousel. fact that yeah, yeah, the manager carousel. The you know, so um, you know, I I'm just hoping that Spurs aren't left with with to pick up the trash you know Dude, like, we're gonna end up with Brendan not that Nuno's Rogers. trash we are gonna end up with Brendan Rodgers um unless Chelsea come in and need something really quick and they want something they, they want something to get done Brendan Rodgers has the ability to play forward thinking fast exciting football um and it just kind of ran its course in in Leicester right they just didn't have the money and the and the power to to keep it going. Um, I don't think he's right for Spurs. I don't. I don't think he has the right attitude for Spurs. I think that fuck. And I'm gonna say it out loud. Um, we either need to get somebody in now, or think about maybe fourth, fifth, sixth choice come June and July. Get oh, somebody. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to get somebody in now, and that somebody is Pochettino. Yeah, except we He's, won't get anybody in now because we're going to stubbornly stick with Stellini, who will continue to play this bullshit Conte light system. Uh, and then in the summer, we're going to be stuck scraping the bottom of the barrel for somebody desperate enough for work. You know, it's not an exciting project. You see reports coming out about how, you know, somebody like Deserby, again, why would he leave a stable project like Brighton to come to the dumpster fire that is Spurs? And I don't blame him. Like, if that's accurate, I absolutely yeah, do not blame him. 
You know, you would need to be really secure or have a really big ego to think you can step into this managerial spot and just take it to the next level. I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Our next coach, if it's not going to be a Nagelsman or a Deserby, it needs to be somebody where there are no expectations. There cannot be any pressure to perform. We need somebody who is promising and exciting, but not to the point where we are expecting, we as fans are expecting instant results, instant title challenges right away. We need somebody who will be allowed the time and the patience from both the, the owners and the fans to actually make the changes that they need to be successful. And if that means that next season we're finishing sixth, seventh, eighth in the table while this person is, is getting up to speed, that's so an expectation it, that we need, right? We need to set that as supporters. Yeah. You know, if you go and you hire somebody like Nagelsman, yeah, I would expect Nagelsman to come in here and keep us top four. That's just kind of like the, you know, that's the elite level that we're attributing to somebody like him. If you get somebody like a Gallardo or an Arnie Slot, you know, somebody from outside the Premier League who is exciting and could potentially put us in that direction, we need to accept that we're probably going to be an eighth that season and give them the time to make the changes. Because you got to remember, it's not just the manager. We have a ton of players who are well past their sell-by date. Like, we got to get these guys out. And it's not going to be something that happens in the summer. We might be lucky to see three or four of these guys moved on. It's going to take multiple windows, and we need to have that consistency at the manager along with multiple transfer windows to refresh the squad before we can expect results. I agree 100%. Uh, we, we're... We as we as fans have to understand that like the days where the days where we're making Champions League every fucking year, those days are over. Um, those days are over. Those those days were over when we started, you know, having a little bit of a little bit of issue with with Pochettino, you know, in his first run. Um, Honestly, I'd I, say they were over the day that we finished the <laughs> transfer window without signing anybody. When we were content to just let things be as they are, we were pretty much admitting like, okay, this is the best we're going to do. We don't need to change anything. And that's when the downhill starts. That, that, I mean, it, that is, that is, I mean, and it was evidenced in that, in that, um, in that 2018, 2019 season, um, sure, we made it to Champions League final, and sure, you know, uh, what would we end up in third or fourth that year at the end of the year? But the end of the season was a fucking disaster, um, culminating in that Burnley match that that uh got Poch sacked, right, and brought in Jose Mourinho. Um, I, I, I still have some high hopes. But I think as as Spurs fans, we have to understand, we have to have to have to understand that there's going to be some lean times coming. And I don't think that Spurs fans who are used to being in a spot for the past six, seven, eight years are going to be able to swallow a project. And 
I am. I, I'm pissed off now because we have the team and the team has given up. We need to. I'm going to stick with my, my thoughts that Eric Dyer is the problem. You see, here's the thing. I think the Spurs he's, fans, he's, or if or he's not if he's not the problem, he's emblematic of the problem. I think Spurs fans would be willing to accept that project manager taking time to do things if there was clear alignment from Daniel Levy and from the board and everybody else in charge that we are going the project route and we are going to support whoever we bring in for it. What we're getting are mixed messages, right? We're getting them saying, this is going to be a project. It's going to take time. We need to have patience. And then they hire win now managers like Conte. That's, that's misaligned. You're not going to get anything going in that direction we need they need to and you know i've said this in our whatsapp chat daniel levy depending on who he hires for our long-term manager is either going to save him in the eyes of spurs or cause one hell of a riot next season uh as soon as fans turn on him because he does not have any more good faith in my opinion to warrant another shit manager after what we've gone through over the last four seasons Hugo Lloris is the problem. You think he is? He's the captain. Who's been the captain through all this shit? It's Hugo Lloris. A captain pulls their team together. Captain leads. Captain represents. Captain is, if not one of the best players on the field, at least a serviceable player on the field. He's done none of those things. Yeah. Our fateful trip is lost or whatever that is. It's been a long time, but Hugo Lloris is a problem. Yeah, I think not, Dyer is. He's a not close Robin second. Williams. He's not Robin Williams. I, yeah, like I said, I think that Dyer, I, he's if he's not the problem, he's emblematic of the problem, which is uh, uh, Tottenham as a club refused to move on from the things that were good years ago. Um, which is why I think that if you're not assigning Harry Kane before the summer, you need to get rid of him. If you're not, if you're not making sure that Son is going to be able to play in a system for the next manager, you need to sell him. Um, you need to get rid of. I don't give a fuck if he was your record signing at the time. You need to get rid of Davinson Sanchez. You need to get rid of Jaffa Tanganga. You need to get rid of all of those players. That, that have been there. You need to get rid of Ryan Sessegnon and Ivan Perisic, and you need to get rid of uh, Fred Hoiberg. Um, see what I did there? Fred. N- NCAA tournament's Iowa, over. Iowa State coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. His son, his son made a big shot in the, in the tournament. Um, but you have to, like, you have to get rid of everything. Start over. You have, you have, Paps are there. You have a really young base that you can build. You have Paps are there. You have Basuma there, which we've all forgotten about, right? We have Benton Kerr there, who's who's not an old dude. Uh, you have Kulisevsky, who who can play. He can't play in an upfront two, but I mean, he's always going to be a left-footed right winger who who can who can just flat out ball and and never stops moving. Uh, you have Pedro Porro, you have Christian Romero, you have a young base that you can build off of, but you ha- we have to, as fans, 
except for except the fact that the end is nigh <laughs> for for guys like Harry Kane and son like that time that time is over and if Manchester United don't jump on Harry Kane like especially if like the Qataris come in with money for Man U I mean if, if they don't jump on Harry Kane immediately they're fucking stupid then Harry Kane will be with us for fucking next 10 years. Harry Kane, who uh, is getting ready to turn 31. Yes, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, but he's still got, he's still fucking scoring 20 goals a season. Yep, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. We will see. Hey, I apologize. I had to step away. Did you guys get into closing thoughts or? Um, no, we were just, we were just bullshitting back and forth. Shooting, I think. Shooting the shit. Yeah, skirting around it, but not quite getting nice. there. Yeah, well, I, I think we're on it, right, Steve? Because I know you got a hot date in a couple minutes. Uh, closing thoughts. He's got a hot date. In a I've got a podcast. I, I do have some closing <laughs> thoughts, and it's actually completely out of left field because I just this came to my attention. Um, it was a ranking of the best rated hot dogs in the world. Okay. Top don't you, five? Don't, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Be, let, can we do not do not go there? Well, no, I, before you go there, I just have a, a classification question. Are we talking like regionally or are we talking like a specific restaurant? Like what's the what's the regional? Uh, OK, I, okay. I, so you're not going to say like pinks. No. All right. No. Pinks you, know, you know how I feel on this one. Well, let's hear in the oh. top five. In the top five, according to this ranking, top five best hot dogs in the world. Chicago comes in twice. They come in twice. How's that? Yep. Chicago style hot dog and Maxwell Street Polish. Understandable. So the rest I just, of y'all can I saw suck that it. and I thought of you. So I wanted yeah. to share that as my question. Where, where's thought. where's Boston on that list? Anywhere? Uh, no, the close. Uh, well, I mean, cheese dog is listed at seventh, and that just says you, Mike, you're seventh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Cheese dog, that's your new nickname, Mike. Cheese dog. I'm, I'm, I'm about to slap some bitches. <laughs> the number one spot goes to Argentina, though, for a charter pond. Really? Mm-hmm. How about that? I'm curious what that is. I have no Chicago idea. Chicago style is second. I, I, I love these. Street is fifth. All right, I love these motherfuckers who come on here and make these lists, right? What, what, do you, what? Steve gets every single list, and all this shit, all this shit comes from Reddit, right? I, Steve, <laughs> Steve is the, Steve is the king of Reddit. He's the owner of Reddit. He's um, the owner of Reddit. Can, can I get some royalties for that too? That'd be great. I, 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 I hope you would. I hope you would, because we would have higher production value in our podcast. Whatever, cheese dog. <laughs> Fucking cheese dog. <laughs> cheese dog's not a New England thing. First of all, the hot dog, the hot dog is an American fucking thing. It is an American fucking thing. And to say Argentina has the best fucking hot dog, they might have good football coaches. They don't have good hot dogs. Fuck you. <laughs> hot dogs, hot dogs come with mustard and if you want ketchup relish on them. With a nice grilled bun with a bready side, not fucking sesame seeds and fun peppers and pickles on there. A bready side. You're talking about those stupid New England buns? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, they're not stupid. Those aren't buns. That's white bread folded is all that is. Let's let's call that what it is. You're a real piece of fucking work. 
that's you you're white I, bread folded mike that, i gotta say i gotta say i'm a chili dog kind of guy chili dog there you go you would be you're from new jersey it's fine yeah yeah it's okay it's Maybe okay some gravy fries to go with it the gravy fry is the gravy fry the best gravy fries in the world used to come from a uh, a place right up here in burlington interesting yep if you've never been to nectar's and had gravy fries well, you probably never went to Nectar's back in the day, back in the 90s when it was actually, when Nectar actually worked there and it was like a lunch counter. You guys, like a- you guys, you guys realize if, if uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, if, uh, if we were a, a boy band like the Spice Girls, Mike, you'd be, you'd be Cheese Dog, <laughs> you'd be Chili Dog, I'd be Chicago Dog. It's beautiful. I, I, we just came up with something fantastic. I think we have our names for our next recording. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Why do I have to be cheese dog? I can tell you though, when I go to Al's French fries, you get a cheese dog. I do. <laughs> At a French fry place of all places. Cheese, cheeseburger, pizza burger, cheese dog, pineapple fries. That's pretty good. That's that's in that's in order. And before anybody gets on me for this, the it's not like it's not it's the burgers are small. It's not like you're getting a giant fucking burger. Like uh, they're European size. <laughs> yes, like like I'm uh, getting canceled for that, aren't I? <laughs> for, for absolutely. No, Mike, you're not. It's it, it's okay. You got any closing thoughts, Mike? Or have we, have we exhausted them with this uh, this little <laughs> sidetrack? Um, my closing thoughts are these, Dave. Um, I I think that I think that through the therapy that we go through through every single week with uh wicked spursy uh with our friends at the extra inch um dr tottenham fighting cock all of our all of our friends there with in all of these podcasts and all the people that made wicked spursy possible um like every single week i enjoy coming on and talking to you guys and being here with you guys and 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 you know speaking uh you're texting with the folks on the extra inch discord um i i can't afford flav i can't afford fucking fighting cock discord too um <laughs> i i gotta go with one or the other and i gotta go with, i gotta go with grandpa instead of grandma you know this time um but you know all of these people that made this possible for us um helps me to get through some of the fucking woes that i have around our football club and uh and listening to those guys and 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 you know fighting cock has rotating guests um and and you get perspectives uh outside of your norms like that you get from you know you're gonna get tactical shit from from nathan and barty and 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 wendy um the guys in dr tonham you're gonna you're gonna get agent dan morgan and and uh and, and sammy and 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 their views and and vast you know vast who's been fans like these guys have been fans for hundreds of fucking years collectively and i can only hope to to understand what it is to be a spurs fan especially in america who doesn't get to go to matches and have the experiences that they've had so i just i just want to say like they have those podcasts have made us um able to get together every single week and i just and i love that no matter how much we bitch and complain and whine we're going to continue to bitch and complain and whine 
and I think that's part of loving your club, whether, whether you've been a fan for five years, 20 years, 50 years, or one year, it's part of something that I fell in love with. And, uh, and I appreciate you guys and I love you guys. You know what we have that they don't? Cheese dog. We have the fantastic title of being the only Tottenham Hotspur podcast to feature the illustrious Brian from Rhode Island. This is true. This is very true. Who may be joining us again soon. Yeah, that'd, Brian that'd from Rhode good. Island. You'll never sing that extra inch. No, not a chance. Not a chance. They can't get them. They can't. They can't get them scheduled. We got to sign into an exclusivity contract or something. You know, what are you union guys, uh, Mike? Get get on that. Negotiate the contract. I I don't do that, Mike. Mike, two things to say. One connects to uh, your your comment there. Um, I I know I do this, and I think you guys do the same thing. All those other podcasts that we all listen to, and that actually gave us the idea to to do our own. We we actually make an effort to not listen to them if we can before we record because you know none of us want to spoil like our instincts or takes. But it's really, I would say it's actually really gratifying. Like when you have a take and then you hear someone on one of those other on the other ones either completely rebut it or completely align with it. Like it's it's just cool to kind of feel the the kindred thinking around the club. So that's one thing. Second, um, this is a frustration turned to an appreciation. So yesterday, I got done working at. Um, at around like 3.15 p.m. here. the Just so for context, the Spurs match started like 3.05 or whatever it was. And uh, went down to the kitchen and thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get started on just prepping some dinner. That's something I do. That's my thing. So I, I literally, on my laptop, had Spurs open watching that uh, with the sound on. On my phone, the White Sox were playing their home opener. Um, so I had that you know kind of position as well. I had the glass of, you know, my favorite boxed wine out, just ready to rock. And I'm, I'm cooking a little spaghetti bolognese on the, uh, on the, the stovetop, right. I was doing, doing my thing and just loving it and appreciating it. Then Spurs did what they did. Then the White Sox went down seven, nothing came back to seven, three lost 12 to three. So it was just a freaking disaster all the way around. But when it's all said and done, you know, after that two hours, I was still appreciative. Like how lucky am I? I get to even stand in my kitchen cooking dinner watching two of my favorite teams, you know, in the same location and like, just, just grateful, even though the day sucked and the outcome sucked, I still got to do that. That's a good thing. So just like, I'm thankful for you two fellows. I'm thankful for that as well. It's a great perspective, Dave. Thank you. Thanks Steve. Thanks so much. What's scary is you turned our shit burger into, into a cheese dog, which is (laughs) nice. Nothing better can be done. Right. All right. This has been, we brought this from racks to Arby's. (laughs) To Maxwell Street. Uh, this has been Wicked Spursy. Mike, Steve, and Dave, listeners, we appreciate you, gentlemen. Love and appreciate you. Steve, what would you say as we go? Don't be an asshole. And Mike, how about you? Be safe, everyone. Anything else? Coys, 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 coys. There it is. There it is. And I don't know how to stop the recording. <laughs>